0: Hello, and welcome to The Real Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer McKee. I'm so excited to have you join me each week as we explore a variety of topics around life in the greater Palm Springs area. From real estate market updates to lifestyle topics, interesting people, food and entertainment, we keep it authentic and fun. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and follow Jennifer McKee Realtor on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up to date on everything happening in the Coachella Valley. Also, be sure to go to Apple Podcasts and like and leave a review for this show. I really appreciate it. And now, without further ado, let's go to this week's show.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Life Show podcast with Jennifer McKee. I am your guest host, Ryan McKee, here with Jennifer.
0: Thank you for joining me today.
1: (laughs) You have not allowed me... uh, (laughs) To go anywhere else but to stay here because of the pandemic so obviously I'm continuing my run as the guest, lucky me <laughs> the guest co-host and um, it is summertime it is hot it's about 111 I think today we've been enjoying some swimming and um, some other activities here in the house which is one nice thing about being in the desert right now, a lot of people want to flee in the summer. Uh, we love it here in the summer because it is warm. You can swim at night.
0: And it really is a dry heat.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you get out of the pool and then it just dries you off. You don't even need a towel. It feels very comfortable. But
0: um, Yeah, we, we don't mind it so much. As long as you have a pool and good AC in your car and your home, I think you're all set.
1: It's been interesting. I was having some conversations with uh, film producer friends on projects and things that are going on because we're trying to get um, stuff going back again in California. And it's interesting the number of people that I'm talking to that have been um, fleeing L.A. It's they're they're looking for homes out here in the desert. They're buying stuff up in Lake Arrowhead and Big Bear. Uh, They're buying RVs like crazy right now. We've been I talked to somebody because we're trying to actually sell RV and the dealerships are like we're running out people are buying them like in droves because they're trying to just get out of the city and get places where they can have some a little bit more freedom um so it's been interesting it's been a really crazy time for you because so many orange county la county people are out here looking for homes um do you want to maybe yeah speak to some of that a little bit
0: it's been really surprising actually because not only do things in the desert slow down Um, in the summer just kind of everywhere like the lines at Starbucks are usually you know smaller and it's easier to get a table at a restaurant in the summer things like that it's our
1: favorite time of year here
0: yeah we love it Um, but that's it's just not the same obviously the pandemic is changing the whole world but really things have not slowed down out here for real estate this summer even with the heat and um, the market is hot just like The weather is hot and a lot of people from the coast are, like you said, are wanting to escape the city and all the congestion of people and crowds and traffic. And so they're coming out here and they're buying second homes or even moving. I mean, just completely moving, especially as jobs become much easier to work from home. Um, they're coming out here to to move but a lot of my buyers right now are buying a second home that they can come out here to escape on the weekend or for weeks at a time really
1: i heard somebody i think i was at a coffee shop um, waiting to get picked up the other day we were sit, i was just sitting out in the front patio and the waitress hostess or whatever and somebody guest Anyway, it's irrelevant. But anyway, they were having a conversation about Lake Arrowhead and both of them had lived up there for a while. And the guy was saying that he's been having conversations with a lot of his neighbors up in that area who their jobs now are because they're all going online. They're realizing that they can stay home four days a week. Well, why would you do that in L.A. when you could do that in Lake Arrowhead? And then, you know, if you do need to go into L.A., you could go in just for a day or two. Um, and you do see some of that out here in the desert where people maybe drive in one day or two days a week to L.A. Mm-hmm. and then they're out here the rest of the time. But it sounds like it's even becoming more common and possible now because we're all shifting to Zoom meetings and online meetings. Well, so it's really ha- changing that dynamic.
0: Totally. I have one buyer right now who's been wanting to move out to the desert to for their main residence for a long time. And um, he said that now they're going to do that because... When all the restrictions are lifted and people can go back into the office that he works in, he's going to pitch to his boss that he works a majority from home. He's been able to be really efficient and get things done. So he said, this is proof that it can be done. And I'm going to pitch the idea that I can do this, not just temporarily, but long term as well.
1: And I remember saying, even at the beginning of the quarantine, I think in one of the podcasts we were talking about... um, So many places, I don't know if people can hear the dog just moaned (laughs) at my feet. Um, (laughs) That was, I don't know, it was a snore what that was, but yeah. Um, My criticism of working in an office is that we often think that they're super efficient because you can get things done, quote unquote, and you you see people, you walk through the office, you can get an answer to something, and there's some truth to that. But my experience in most offices is that they are... Horribly inefficient. So there's a lot of distractions. You spend so much time in meetings that are pointless. Um, there's a lot of water cooler just hanging around. And yeah, it's great for mm-hmm. morale and building relationships. But it's kind of like the public school versus homeschool argument, where like people are like, "Oh, well, you know, you need to have your kids in public school so that they can socialize." It's like there's ways to socialize and do stuff. But if, if the kids, the reason that we liked homeschooling is because the kids can get their schoolwork done in an hour and a half <laughs> right. instead of all of the other time that gets wasted traveling from class to class and taking attendance and each, all the dumb stuff so you just get to the point get what you need done and then you've got all the rest of your day to do stuff but it seems like work is kind of realizing that now too I think
0: so and it really has affected the market because people are coming out here and things are if a home is a, a good home and priced well it's selling very fast multiple offer scenarios which is not as common out here in the desert very common in LA and Orange counties Um, but out here it's not as common but except for now now it is and we're having to fight and really write for buyers really write my buyers offers in ways that make them stronger and there's all sorts of ways not only price that, that we can do that and it's just, it's crazy. And I had um, a deal recently where I represented the seller and we had six full price and above offers in less than 24 hours. It was crazy. The amount of phone calls I fielded that just from agents that showed the house or, I mean, I it was like two full days of just being on the phone, fielding all that, navigating and really working for my seller to get the best deal the best um, thing for them and and really just to kind of give you a little story on that particular home where I was representing the seller the buyer has a loan from Chase Bank and the any realtor that is familiar with the lending process at all knows that like Wells Fargo and Chase and Bank of America, they can be a little difficult to work with because they're just these huge corporations and, and they can slow things down. And so I have been on top of it to try to close this thing on time because they are just well known for being slow. <laughs> And and it can really mess up the process for sellers and buyers if you don't know these things cuz most buyers don't know that the buyer that got the loan from Chase didn't know that they're running behind and slow and 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 really it could cause them to lose the home if I wasn't on top of it and having telling the other agent that they need to be on top of it cuz the other agent didn't know that that this was going to come down the pipe but we tried to get ahead of it and now we're we're working really hard to close on time to make everybody happy but you got to have a realtor who knows those things you know all those little little things that a normal buyer or an unseasoned agent wouldn't know
1: so we talked a little bit about uh, you know people leaving LA moving out here because of the pandemic and it's obviously impacted the market in terms of look buyers looking for properties. So it's a great time if you're trying to sell and all that, but like, what are, so that seems to be a, to me, to be a pro of if you can say that there's a a silver lining to the pandemic. I mean, for, from a real estate standpoint, it's a great time to try to sell your home because people are looking for stuff and depending on where you're located in the Valley and the type of home and that sort of thing. But like, what would be some of the downsides, some of the cons, some of the, um, the things that are making it difficult right now for the real estate market because of the pandemic, is it just simply all of the regulations and the changing rules? Is Are there like uh, economic things or is it well, difficult I'd for s- buyers to find places? What do you think would I be? I would
0: say all the changing rules and regulations. Before, if I were, let's say I was representing a buyer and we were on a home tour, it was really easy for the realtor, for myself to put together a home tour, schedule it all out, you know decide which homes we're gonna go see and when we're gonna do it and go there and do it um, well now there's a contract that every person that's entering a home has to have signed ahead of time and submitted to the other agent who then submits it to the seller before you can even enter that property so you have to get ahead of the home tours and you have to sign all these contracts and it's just a lot of administrative work also if we're on a home tour and I can pretty quickly navigate my buyers, uh, their, their what they like and what they're really wanting in a home. And in the back of my mind, I've constantly got all these homes going, oh, but then if they like this and they would really like this one. And usually I can add those homes at the last minute, find them what they want very quickly. That's one thing that I, that I feel like I'm really good at, but now in with all the regulations, you can't just add a home at the last minute and go, hey, let's just hop over to see this one. I know you're going to love it. It has to be well thought out, well planned in advance. And then some sellers are very particular about who comes in their home. And Yeah, you've
1: heard some interesting stories with other agents dealing with sellers that are like really paranoid right now.
0: Well, I had a buyer who really wanted to go see this home and we really felt like that was the one they were going to buy a home that day. And the seller's agent said, my seller doesn't want the home shown. And I said, well, do they want to sell it? <laughs> Why is it on the market if they don't want anyone in their home? And so I let it go. But then, and we looked at a bunch of other homes and then I just called him back and I said, listen, my, I really believe that this is the home for my buyers. We are going to buy a home in that neighborhood today. <laughs> Ask your seller if she wants it to be hers. And I said, we will follow all the precautions. We won't... Touch anything if she leaves the lights on and the door unlocked. I won't touch a thing. We will wear masks, gloves, booties, whatever it takes. We will be very quick. And sure enough, we made an offer on that home that day. But I had to fight to get in that home because people are so um, hesitant to allow people in their homes. Some sellers are not hesitant at all, others are. It's just a different world we live in right now. And so that can be a downside to be a buyer right now, can be a downside because. Inventory is low. And so you're gonna to have to make your offer strong. You cannot lowball in this market. You can't be slow. You can't start looking at homes before you have a pre approval and your financing ready to go. Because there is no time for that.
1: So what is a good um uh sort of home buying process? I mean, I know the selling process is is a little different for people, but like if someone's looking to buy, they're in Orange County or LA and they're looking out here in the desert, like what What are the good, like, you know, top five things that they need to be doing? What are the steps that they should be taking to really be on the ball?
0: Well, that's a good question because recently I was, we were visiting um, some family out of state and um, talking to a a friend of ours who's a realtor there. And the way they do things is so, so different. And I was lost in that conversation because I said, that is so different, the laws, the, the steps you take. And i thought well what about when someone wants to buy a home in california and they've not done it in a long time or they've never done it they're going to be just as lost so this is a very good question and i love to talk about this to educate people but basically before you want to start looking at homes you really need to um i would say find a really good realtor one that not only that you like but that you trust and that will work hard for you and that will answer their phone I answer my phone all the time because I think if I if it were like I always think if my dad had a realtor and my dad was trying to call and ask questions I would want that realtor to answer my dad's phone call and so I think about that and I and I want to be that realtor who answers the phone. So many realtors do not answer the phone and I have a hard time even scheduling homes to, to view for my buyers sometimes because the realtor's not answering phones, email, emails, or texts. But anyway, so you find a good realtor. And then that realtor can help you connect you to a reputable, hardworking lender. I have a team around me. I have a lender who I I recommend people to. In fact, yesterday, I had these buyers that saw a home that came on the market. And they're like, we want to make an offer. And I'm like, well, are you pre-approved? And they're like, No and we had to have it done by five and so i called my lender on a set on a sunday on a sunday afternoon and he answered the phone and got them pre-approved very quickly you so that's why getting a realtor who has a good um relationship with their lender and their team so you get pre-approved because you don't want to start the home buying process and not even know what you can afford or what is you're going to be pre-approved for and what if you find a home that that your heart is set on but it's not gonna work in your budget but you didn't know that or you find a home that you love it's in your budget but you missed out on it because you weren't pre-approved and the other buyer was and they could make an offer so you have to be pre-approved end of story it's very easy it's not complicated my lender it it was a phone call and uh, a quick conversation and he asked some questions and he can give a really quick idea on where you're gonna fall as far as long goes so then you begin to in this day and age look online and have your realtor send you listings and do I FaceTime people I send videos because I don't want them unnecessarily going to a bunch of homes that they may not like so there are ways that we can narrow down the search very quickly so that it's not gonna take days weeks months Um, from there you make your offer and you make it as strong as possible and people say how much money do I have to have when I'm you know making my offer really out here in the desert you just need within three days of getting your offer accepted you have to have your earnest money in escrow and that's typically three percent of the purchase price now that three percent is part of your down payment if you're getting a loan it's part of your down payment so it's not on top of it but you have to have that money ready to go within three days and then the other people are say well what are the expenses in buying really in the state of California most of the expenses are seller expenses so it's good to be a buyer in the state of California so you have your three percent earnest money you're gonna pay for your inspection which will be around four hundred dollars and then you're gonna pay your share of closing costs and that can differ depending on the home price and the if you have a loan and if all, all of those things but those are the main things you're gonna pay for so in another plus is in the state of California the buyer is protected so that's that's a big deal the buyers protected for the first 17 and 21 days there is a contingency period and people always ask me like what does this even mean it means that let's talk about the 17 day contingency period so you have the buyer has 17 days to do their due diligence and check out the neighborhood and get your home inspection done and check out the homeowners association documents and whatever else you need to do all your inspections all your due diligence and by day 17 you're supposed to sign away that you're supposed to lift that contingency and what that means is in those 17 days if you find something that you just don't like about the home or the neighborhood or any reason whatsoever that you want to back out of the deal before you lift that contingency the buyer can do so without losing any earnest money once you sign away that contingency on day 17, then you're giving up that right to walk away just because of any good reason. And then
1: now who monitors that day 17? Is that the agent? Is that title or escrow well, or somebody? Well,
0: the the seller's agent should really be the one on day 17, calling up the buyer's agent going, okay, it's day 17.
1: Do they often forget to do that? Yeah, I mean, some of very... them do.
0: That's not good because so really- you need
1: you need somebody who's really on it.
0: Yeah, when I'm listing a home and I ha- I'm representing a seller, I am keeping track of the calendar. And on day 17, actually before day 17, I remind the other agent, day 17 is approaching. And then on day 17, I want that buyer if I'm representing the seller, I want that buyer to release that contingency because then it protects my seller. Now the buyer can't just change their mind willy-nilly unless um without their earnest money being in jeopardy. And uh, so
1: Don't you have a situation right now going on where somebody did they miss the deadline or their banking funding or something's not going through right or what's going on with that?
0: Well, I have a deal where I'm representing the buyer and we were supposed to release our contingencies, but we didn't yet because the seller's agent hasn't um, – he's waiting on some reports and inspection, uh, like termite inspection things to get back. And he's on top of it. Um, he's working on it, but because of the delays with COVID, he couldn't get the contractors and the inspectors in there in time. Well, I'm not – I, and I understand all that. In the meantime, I'm not releasing my buyer's contingencies, even though day 17 has come and gone.
1: I thought there was one you were dealing with that had like a Chase Bank thing.
0: Oh, yeah. That's another one. I talked about that earlier where, you know, I'm representing the seller and, and um, the so buyer. That's,
1: that's the deal with the 17-day deal?
0: Uh, no, that's different. Um, we. Yeah, that's a whole other thing that we could get into, <laughs> but you know, that brings up the point of day 21. So then in, unless the contract is written, otherwise day 17 is your inspection contingencies and day 17 is your loan contingency. So this buyer has 21 days to get loan approval and on day 21, they're supposed to lift that contingency and say, okay, now we're all in we're not backing out because of loan we're not backing out because of inspections or anything like that and now we're just waiting for closing day to come so those are the big the big deal and sometimes to make my if i'm representing a buyer uh to make my offer more attractive and strong we will lessen those contingencies because i know that i can get things done very fast and those contingencies lifted and that's enticing to a seller because if someone's going to back out of a deal of buying their home they would rather know sooner than later they don't want someone backing out on day 17 or 21 or day 30 (laughs) they want to know early on so that's another little tip on how to make your offer stronger so that is basically a 101 in the the gist of being a buyer trying to make an find a home make an offer And you have to have a good realtor who has a good team around them. Like I said, I have a phenomenal lender that I worked with. I have an amazing escrow officer who we were under the wire. A deal was about to fall apart and I fought and fought and fought and fought. If I had not have pushed and fought so hard, my buyer would not have gotten the home because things were falling apart left and right in the deal. And I was able to get a hold of my escrow officer and we were communicating in text back and forth at 10 o'clock at night one night (laughs) to solve a problem that had to be solved by 8 a.m. the next morning and that's not common to be able to do that so I was very thankful that I have a very strong team around because it takes a team to get a deal done there's always something that's going to happen that's going to you know be a, a bump in the road some are small some are big but I have to fight and push. And a lot of my buyers and sellers don't know behind the scenes how many phone calls and texts and emails and site visits and just things I'm having to do to keep a deal together so that we can close. But that's part of the job that I love. So,
1: And that's the thing that I think has surprised me. I mean, I don't really work in the business. I'm involved in other stuff. And so, you know, it's a little bit, um, it can seem... When you look online and you look or maybe these, there's like a Netflix show now with real estate agents and it seems all glamorous and fun and it's designers and houses and it's like, ooh, wow. And let's
0: make an offer and let's just buy it. Big commissions
1: and all this stuff and you think, wow, this person just must be like having a blast and you don't realize having lived with an agent now and watching <laughs> how it works. I mean, it's 99% of the time it's babysitting, problem-solving. But having putting up fires strategies strategies to deal with stuff because it's just it's an expensive purchase um a lot it's of an, emotion it's an emotional purchase and people are just especially even right now but even under norm, normal circumstances people are really overwhelmed with the amount of decision making when we had to purchase our home i mean i was ready to like you walk were the away worst client three or four times because i was like i'm just so tired <laughs> of this whole process it's so frustrating you were the worst um <laughs> But, yeah, so, I mean, I get it. I totally am empathetic to people that are kind of freaking out when they're trying to make the purchase and deal with everything because it's just like you feel overwhelmed with all of the decisions. So having somebody who can kind of guide you through it. Well,
0: I joke that I'm not only a realtor, but I'm a therapist. People call and just want to talk through not only the home buying process like in the middle of it, but just they're on edge. They're on edge, and I'm calming people down, and I'm – solving their problems and oh, most even a marriage wanna, therapist because sometimes husband and wives don't agree on and I have to get them to the point where they come together you it's know, a it's scary
1: thing cool. to purchase something and then you know you think oh in six months and maybe I'm going to regret this or am I going to you know what am I buying because we've all had bad experiences buying furniture or a couch or something that or a car or whatever that we then regret and then you think This is a big, big, big purchase. Well,
0: and that's why my sales tactic is not pressure. I never, ever want any of my clients to think that I convinced them of anything. It has to be their decision. If they don't like a home, I I know realtors that will be like, well, but, and try to talk them into a home that they've already said they don't like. Like, no, you don't like it, moving on. Because I will never, I've got to lay my head on the pillow at night knowing that I feel good about what I've done and the decision you you've made um and that's one thing
1: i've seen i mean most uh, like are the uh, responses that you get back from people um testimonials and the comments that people have made and i I don't think that you've had anybody in the hundreds of homes that you've been involved in um that there's ever in a sense of like regret there's never been like anybody that said you know well we bought this but really thought it was too small or whatever like it that always seems to be like a really perfect fit there everyone's pleased with the purchase that they made definitely so you don't yeah have anybody in your um, list of clients that is like, um, you know, oh, I felt pressured or my arm was oh, twisted. Never, or, never, yeah, never. yeah, yeah. It's not that That'd kind of That'd be like stuff. the
0: worst feeling ever. I couldn't live with myself for that. So even when people ask me my opinion, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, well, what do you think? <laughs> I'm like, I can tell you what I think, but I'm not the one having to live in this home. And then I'll give them my opinion, but, um, take it with a grain of salt because I'm not the one, you know, living there and making the mortgage payment. <laughs>
1: Well, I think, you know, there's some interesting uh, information there. I I find it interesting. You know, I don't know how many other people um, find it interesting or, you know, their eyes glaze over when you start talking about 17 and 21 day contingency (laughs) and stuff. But I think that, you know, you explained it well and it's helpful to understand. I think at the end of the day, the key is whether it's, you know, someone like you or there's lots of other great agents out there, it's finding somebody who, knows the system knows how to make it work knows contracts knows how to ask questions if even if they're new at something because you get new agents too that you've dealt with and and you can tell they don't know what they're doing but
0: but they're willing to they're learn willing i'm to dealing learn. with a deal where the the buyer's agent on one of my deals she doesn't know anything and she doesn't realize she doesn't know anything and it's it's kind of it's very complicated but whether you are buying a your first home buyer, first time home buyer, or you're buying a second home out here in the desert, a retirement home, where, and you're wanting to be in a 55 and older community, retirement community, or just a regular family neighborhood, luxury home, no matter where you're at in the desert, Palm Springs, La Quinta, Rancho Mirage, any of these places, we're in the state of California. We all use the same residential purchase agreement to write our offer. The contract is all pretty much the same. There are some fine little details that can be tweaked, but that what I've just shared with you is the basic gist of making an offer. And that part is not hard. That's easy. The other part is once you're in escrow, that's when the real work begins and you you have to have a realtor and, um, uh, lender and an escrow agent who are going to work for you and with you to get the deal done because so many deals fall apart (laughs) if you don't have a good team
1: knowledge is power and right uh, we've
0: just empowered you guys you're welcome
1: the more knowledge you can have going into something the more confidence you'll have the more you can make a decision and and know that you're uh, you know you're you're making a wise choice on something because you feel empowered with information as opposed to just being kind of in the dark and hoping for the best. And you're like, well, I don't want to come out of this thing regretting anything. So I think if people know that, you know, that they're getting a good price, they're making the right decisions, they're getting all their stuff done at the right time, um, then they can focus on the emotional factors in buying a home and all the, uh, you know, is this bedroom big enough? Is this because all the other details and all that stuff are going to be handled by somebody who's really you know aware of what's going on exactly so well i think it's an important conversation i think it's helpful for people to um to be aware um so yeah we'll probably leave it there anything that you want to add as far as going on right now with the market or anything that you think people should be um, aware of
0: no i i well i should say yes one more thing is that because it's the heat of summer and. Some people are wanting to take off for weeks to get out of the heat or months to get out of the heat. Don't forget that I offer a concierge service. My, I have a team that will look after your home while you're gone, and that is important here in the desert because of excessive heat and pests and things like that. You you need to have an eye on your home.
1: And so, there are other companies that do that as well, Definitely, but we think yours is better. Well,
0: we think ours is better, but <laughs> for some reason we couldn't help you. I've got some names of people i recommend as well go to jennifermckey.com, check out my concierge service and
1: or if you just have a thing about not wanting to hire attractive brunettes to manage that
0: <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> you're biased and then find me on facebook jennifer mckee realtor on instagram jennifer mckee and linkedin all the places i'd love to connect with you and if you would get the word out about this podcast i would appreciate it Please like and subscribe and send it to a friend.
1: Did you mention the concierge on the website? Yes. Anyway, on your website there's a yes. drop-down for the concierge service. Definitely. So they can find you there too.
0: Yeah. Alright, thanks guys.
1: See ya.